Recording. Hey, clap, clap, clap. Silence. Hello and whoa, look at this quality, lads. Hello and whoa, look at this quality, lads. Hello. Hello and whoa, look at this quality, lads. You can now see every single imperfection on this sexy face. From the sweat on my forehead, from the sweat on my forehead, to my very impressive monobrow, to my very impressive monobrow, and even my beautiful Movember bum fluff, and even my beautiful. And even my beautiful Movember bum fluff. <laughs> Perfect lads, top notch quality. But moving on to something that is quality, or just might need a quality check. It, it's my current Gaming 9, it's my Gaming 9 current updated wildcard draft. It's my Gaming 9 wildcard, it's my Gaming 9 updated wildcard draft. Recording, recording again, recording again. Clappy, clappy, clap. Well, let me tell you something, laddles. Quite a lot has updated. As every single geezer in the world out there is out here, is out here getting injured. What is happening? Sterling injured. Salah COVID. Get well soon. Chilwell injured. We'll be playing bloody five-a-side fantasy if this keeps going. What's happening? <laughs> but if you missed who got injured, then you might. But if you missed who got injured, who, and who else might not, and who else may not be ready for when the f actual fun football comes back after the international break, it sounds like you could do with an app to help you keep up to date, right? One which uh, is one which is maybe uh, coincidentally the sponsor for today, One Football. So if there's one thing that happens during international break, it's all of the injuries. Where all of the countries literally grab your FBL players by the neck and just chuck them in the bill. Where all the countries literally grab your FPL players by the neck and just chuck them in the bin, ruining all of your plans. So that's why. That so that's why the very fast, the very reliable, the very resourceful football app. All in one football app. All in one all in one football app, one football is just a great app, maybe for you. It can be used to bring you all of the news to make sure you never miss out. And some quite important... And some quite important stories that... And, and some quite important stories that, uh, you know, would be better if you did know. <laughs> but also can be used during FBL weekends as well.
with the goal with the goal notifications when something happens all of the team lineup all of the team lineups and even more But then we can also use it to look out for players to potentially buy for our next sexy transfer. Or maybe or maybe just check out teams to see who the best performing teams are and what teams you should definitely not go anywhere near. So that is it. So that is it. The all-in So that is it. The all-in-one football app with all of the best features. Where if you are interested, you can click on the link in the top of the video description down below. And download for free to and download for free today. Hey. And download for free today. Hey. So that is one football ready to So that that is one football ready to download right now. But what if... Alright, well, let's have a break. Break, 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 break. Hello. Recording again. Recording. Silence. Swansea. Alright. But what else is happening right now is my updated wildcard draft. And before just whapping in... And, and before just wapping in all of the players, I got a chinwag, I got a chinwag with the why, the where, and how for most of them, rather than rather than just the who. I want to give you my reasonings. As don't you just hate it when people criticize your team, be like, get rid of that player, get rid of that player, get rid of that player, when you know you have concrete plans to like only have him for like two weeks, but people are like, nah, get rid, get rid. His fixtures in seventeen game weeks are bad. Get rid of him now. It's like I know, I know, I have a plan. See, like, us FBL nerds have all of our transfers planned out for, like, 10 weeks at least. So, you know, easy stuff. But enough with that boring chitty chatter. Oh, hang on. And also, uh, slight different lighting. I'm still testing everything, alright? Alright. The first player in my updated draft here is not the goalkeeper. Ooh, I'm going to do it a bit different here, lads. And go in my kind of current priority order. And talk about the thought process of the options I want for the teams and fixtures going on right now. With the actual first player being a Chelsea defender. Never did I, th never did I think that, never did I think at the start of the season that on my first wildcard, my first priority would be a flipping Chelsea defender. Was Kepa actually that bad? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> but with the... But with their slightly lower prices, and also all of the attacking returns they've all been getting as well, one of them might actually one at least ha having at least one of them in your team might actually be a must. Having a, having at least one of them in your team might actually be a must right now. Like, yeah, I said it. <laughs> but with the options we have, but with the options we have, but the options we are. But the options we have are the top scoring defender out of anyone, never mind just for Chelsea, in Curtis Zuma. We also have a Benjamin Chilwell, who per game or per 90 stats, whatever one you want to... Who, uh, who, 
Who on a per game or per 90 basis? Whatever one you... Who on a per... Who on a per game or per 90 basis? Who on a... Who on a per game or per 90 basis would actually have the most points out of any defender as he's just played a lot less games but very close on points. Then there's also a Reese James. Then there's also a Reese James who does actually have a crossing fetish. Making about 73 crosses a game. But he hasn't actually got a goal or an assist since game week one. And also probably the most rotation risky out of all of these. So probably the worst pick, right? Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> but my special rule with but my special rule with defenders is always go for the fullbacks. As realistically, a centre back just obviously isn't gonna be as attacking. But also it's a lot but also it's a lot harder to predict when they could get something, as they're pretty much only gonna score from a corner. Which, um, by the way, sometimes these fullback which um by the way, sometimes these fullbacks might take anyway, so it's all good. So I would much prefer a Chilwell or a Reese Jamie Jams on toast. And even though Chilwell is now actually a whole million quid more, Chilwell, you know, is is the obvious pick, isn't he? Ah, uh, until you realise he got injured during the international break and might not be back in time. Oh dear. <laughs> so for now, I'm actually going to go for it. I'm going to go for the rotation risky boy, but the cheaper version... But the cheaper boy in Reese James, I might actually do it. He's less owned. He's less owned and less value for a reason. But I'm actually gonna have. But I am actually gonna have five playing defenders in this team. So so that rotation risk. So so he could actually be well worth it. As if he don't play, it's not too bad for me, and I have someone else coming in, which is why he's coming in right now. Check with that's a D. Oh, with the next player, also with the next player, also being a Chelsea defender, but this time a snack attacker player. As surprisingly, they've actually scored the most goals out of any team so far. So also probably a good idea that you get one of their attackers in your team as well. Where we could go for a forward in like a winner or even a big man Giroud for the memes, you know, no points. Just, just vibes and memes. But I don't want to do that. So it's, so it's pretty much... And I don't really like... And I don't want to go for Werner. So it's pretty much just Ziesch for me. Where he has had a back-to-back -back double holes. In only his first two Premier League starts as well. Which, you know... Which, you know, I'm not a greedy bastard and expecting that every single game from him. But with their relatively quite friendly fixtures going on here and there. And them just scoring all of the goals. He has to be in there for me. He has to be. He's still quite cheap. He's still quite low-owned-ish. And that's probably going to go up quite a lot faster as well. But he is one of the better value players in the entire game. And, and, and I feel like... He's just always going to be involved in the Chelsea attack. You know, if they score, I'm going to be like, is he assisted it? Has, has he whipped in the, has he whipped in the most, has he whipped in the most beautiful cross a man has ever seen? Uh, the answer's probably yeah. <laughs> and I actually really like his price point 
as there aren't too many as there aren't too many options around at his exact price but there's a few options down and a few options up so he's kind of acting like a little bridge if i want to go if i want to go either way if i want to go either way if i got a bit more cash to spend or if i want to make a bit more cash as well and that is why he's in this team with the next set of players for another team in blue, who will hopefully not make me feel blue and actually secure home all of the FPL points. Every single one of them. It's Man City. It's Man City. And actually top on my list for Man City is a defender. What? <laughs> With the likes of Walker, Diaz, and Cancelo on my hit list for now. Diaz, Diaz would be the very boring. Very snooze fest. Very go to bed at 8... Go, very go to bed at 8pm vibes and just... Just one of the most boring players ever. <laughs> Literally no attacking threat. Not really any risk or rotation. But just not fun and probably won't get too many points. But then we have the... But then we have two right backs who uh, both play at the same time. Uh, thankfully, not on the same side of the pitch. <laughs> but be but because both of them are also better than like all of the seventeen man. But both of them are actually better than like all of the seventeen left backs Man City have and have had for ages. <laughs> With Kyle Walker actually probably going quite under the radar for the amount of minutes he gets, actually, where he pretty much starts in every single game for City when he can. And also starts for them most of the time in the Champions League as well. Literally playing 90 minutes, literally playing 90 minutes like 10 times a week. <laughs> like basically playing 90 minutes like 10 times a week. Like uh, someone go test him right now. Uh, that What's happening there? <laughs> but, but he probably would be the slightly more nailed and potentially exciting option. But then we have the potential riskier, but the potential genius choice of Jao Cancelo. He is just a fantastic footballer. Who has also played all of the last games since he's come back from him. Who has also played all of the games in the league since he... Who has also played all of the games in the league since he could start playing again. Getting one assist and two clean sheets. But also bonus in every single game so far that he's played. Apart from the game which he got an assist. Huh? That's pretty good. <laughs> So, we could, so if you can live with the panic of him maybe not starting all the time, he could actually be one of the best defender choices all season. For his price, for his returns, and his next upcoming run of fixtures. Because actually, Man City... Because actually, because actually, the last few years, Man City's defence has always been consistent, no matter who's there. And I think we forget how many clean sheets they actually get, but Cancelo could also score all of the goals as well. But also, all of the, but also, those fixtures are so, so good. So sexy, man. Playing the likes of Burnley, Fulham, and West Brom in just four game weeks in a row. We need, I think we need one of their attackers as well, don't we? Where the only real consistent options would be a Raheem Sterling or a Kevin De Bruyne. The debate between the goal scorer or the goal creator. Who would you prefer? Where I actually 
always lean more towards the goal scorer. As you know, more points for goals, more chance of bonus, all of that. But then you realise the creator for this team is Kevin De Bruyne. And he kind of got the most points out of anyone last season. And is just always going to deliver, isn't he? But also now, Sterling got a slight injury in injury. But also now, Sterling got a slight injury in international break, but might be back in time. But it just makes our decision easier, doesn't it? And I'm, I'm less airdick in my skull as I can just choose De Bruyne. But then also, is that a bad thing? With Sterling being out, Aguero probably not ready to run another 10 feet before getting injured again. And just less creativity around the board with, you know, David Silva gone. Will there actually be as many goals for this team? Will we see De Bruyne get to the levels that he did and get the and get the and get the amount of returns he did last season? Hmm, hmm, we're not too sure. Now, I would rather let him answer that question whilst he's in my team rather than him not in my team though, because we really wouldn't be surprised if he goes and gets like an attrick of goals and assists in one game, will we? Like it is De Bruyne. Because he does what he's because he does because he does what he likes. Because he does like because he does what he likes, and I like it when he's in my team. So that is why he is here. Damn son, I have been chatting here for about five years, and we've only got about four players in my team. Uh come on, bacon boy, speed it up. Sorry, lad. Uh come on, come on, bacon boy, speed it up. I don't want to waste your time. Like, come on, sorry, lads. With the next player that has to be in my team, or a selection of players that has to be in my team, it's a Liverpool midfielder. In Salah, Mane or Jota. Salah would, and usually always is, the more obvious choice. Just for those just for those extra penalties and, you know, extra security. But now, he kind of has the spice he called himself. And can he, and probably can he play the next game. And, you know, sometimes some players it takes a little bit longer, so... Probably not a wise idea to risk him in this team here. Where Mane has actually been doing pretty well. And is all set and ready after having quite a successful international break. Scoring two scoring two goals in two games. But actually taking a penalty. Ooh. With Salah, with Salah out, Fabinho out, Milner might not play. Does that mean Mane might take a penalty? Nah, probably not. But a boy can dream, right? <laughs> But I feel like, but I feel like I have to have one of Salah or Mane. But I just feel like I have to have one of either Salah or Mane. As even though they've had all the injuries more at the back, I still don't think, I still don't, I still think they'll be scoring all of the goals. With some very tasty fixtures coming up soon as well, playing Fulham and Brighton soon. Now, if Salah were to miss two or three games, could Jota actually be one of the best picks in the game for a short amount of time? Being a Liverpool goal-scoring winger for the price of half a Salah. Oh, uh, but me, myself, uh, 
sometimes I don't want to live life on the edge and be a cheeky scrub, so I don't want to go for him, as I want to choose players for the longer run. So Mane, it is. So Mane, it is, for now. So Mane is in my team for now, who could very easily become Salah in a few weeks. I think you've got to remember that, you know, these players could change in a week or so, never mind in my wildcard here. We're next, the potential easiest pick out of anyone here, actually. It's England's best ever player. No, actually, right now, he, he, he's acting like it. It's Jack Grealish. But nah, okay, okay. But he has actually shown us he can do everything right now. And people like myself have actually rated him for a while, so not really surprised. But this season, he has done pretty damn impressive, hasn't he? Getting four goals... Getting four goals and six assists, making him the third highest scoring defender. Uh, uh, excuse me, Bacon Boy, he's a midfielder. Making him the third highest scoring midfielder, that's better. <laughs> whilst not even being in the, whilst also not even being in the top 15 most expensive midfielders. That's pretty good. <laughs> but what's even better, but what's even better than, but what's even better than pretty good is pretty damn sexy. And that is, in fact, Villa's fixtures. Playing the likes of Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley and West Brom very soon. All teams you would expect them to beat. All teams you really would expect them to beat with how well they've been doing. But then again, we're going to see them. But then again, but then again, are we going to see them struggle against teams that sit back a bit more? As right now, they've obviously done very well against the very good teams. But we haven't actually seen them tested against some of the worst teams. Which, you know, is a thing depending on how the team plays on that. But no matter of that, Grealish, just get in my team, lad. And get all of the points. And I'm counting on you. Uh, triple... Uh, uh, Perma-Captain Grealish for the entire season, is that good? Okay, maybe, probably not. But definitely good enough to burn your team. With me, also loving Phil... With me, also loving Phil's fixtures so much... And also, and also, this certain player has kept 14 clean, <laughs> and also, this certain player has kept four clean sheets in just seven games. The next one to join us, the next player to join us is Emmy Martinez. Second highest scoring keeper, second highest scoring keeper, but has also played one less game, so very soon on top. And he also only started at 4.5 mil. But it has already rose to 4.8 mil. Because it's just no hiding how good he and the Villa defence has been. And he's actually conceded the joint least amount of goals. And he's also, and he's also conceded the joint least amount of total goals so far. Only conceded the nine goals. Which were actually all against Liverpool, Leeds, and Southampton, meaning they meaning they keep meaning they've kept out the likes of Leicester and Arsenal, meaning they meaning they kept out the likes of Leicester and Arsenal, meaning they meaning they've kept out the likes of you know some pretty good teams in the Leicesters and Arsenal's. So with all of that, there's not really any debate here, really, is it? Making him my potential keeper, not just for this wildcard, but maybe for the rest of the season. 
yeah, I mean, that's not really ballsy, is it? That's pretty obvious. <laughs> with the next, and with the next, and maybe kind of guaranteed type of player selection, with the next, and maybe my last kind of guaranteed type of player selection here, it is an Everton forward with the likes of Calvert Lewin or a Charleston. Who are we going to pick? Calvin Lewin, as we know, joint top goal scorer in the season, scoring in almost every game, and just incredible value. Where Richarlison is more of a winger that just gets involved more, but also takes penalties. So could get a little bit more points here and there, but also is a little bit more expensive. So uh, is what one you want to go for? But if you're like me and own Calvin Lewin since he was 7.0 million, I don't think it will be worth I don't think it will be worth me swapping him to get in the Brazilian pigeon. <laughs> so it will be a DCL added into my team to slap, to slap Fulham silly next game week, where he could even be my captain. Um, probably not the craziest thing I said. Uh, th uh, that's actually nowhere near the craziest things I... That's actually not the craziest thing I've said, and I talk a lot of crazy. <laughs> but... But some people might have kind of forgot already how good Everton are and how good they probably will be again when all of their players are back fit and ready to go. Where they could be straight back to their self right now. Where they could even be straight back to their best ever and could go on and could still go on to win the league. Probably not, but DCL, he's in my team. Alright, let's have a little break. Little break. Right. Okay. Right, we're back recording. Clap, 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 sink, sink, sink. Silence. And there, lads, is probably the players that are almost guaranteed. Maybe 90% sure that them or their alternatives I've mentioned, like a chill well over East James if he's cut. Like a chill well over a Reese James if he's deemed fit. And, and and most of the team sorted. But we still have a defender, a midfielder and a forward spot to fill. As well as the bench. As well as a good enough bench to warm up the oranges at half time. To make sure all my players are energised every game, you know. That's a beep. But my next biggest... Did I pick that up? But my next biggest decision is actually... Ah, uh, I forgot the light thing again. But my next biggest... But my next biggest decision is actually either to have a Man United or a Spurs attacker. So a Bruno or Rashford or a Kane versus... So a Bruno or Rashford versus a Kane or Son. Now I discussed in my wildcard... Now I discussed in my first wildcard draft like last week that I actually really wanted Kane. As even though they have really, really tough fixtures, I actually think Spurs will thrive more when they're playing against teams that play like that. And also Kane has kind of been the most consistent player of the entire season. It's, it seems kind of silly to sell him, but uh, it might it might happen. <laughs> because obviously Man United have a very good run of fixtures. Playing West Brom at home next, probably the best for a captain choice. But then also haven't quite got as good form, you know. So it's the battle between form versus fixtures a little here. An ongoing brawl that everyone always fights about. Where where usually you should go for form. Where, where usually you should go for form. But but they are just... 
but they are just important as each other. And I like to and I like to go for fixtures when thinking about the captain, and that's kind of what I might have to do here. So that so for that reason, I think I might actually go for a Bruno Fernandez. Where his FBL form, to be fair, has been very, very good, especially away from home. We're in three away games this season. He's got he's got at least a goal and an assist from all of them. He's got at least a goal and an assist from all of them. How? <laughs> well, also, since he's joined United, he's only had like a handful of holes at home, which have actually all been against relegation battling teams, you know, the teams that are worse. And Bruno's next three games include a home game against West Brom, which, you know, the team probably most likely to get relegated. And then two away games against Southampton and West Ham. Ah, could those three be absolutely perfect for all of the points? Probably slightly better than a Spurs player the next three games, right? <laughs> but what I like about Bruno over a Son or Kane is just the captaincy, obviously. But, but more because there isn't a clear captain for Game Week 9 in any of the other fixtures, where Bruno probably has the best one, but then maybe an or maybe even or maybe even an Everton player where I could go for Calvert Lewin as captain, but uh, I don't know. But um, but uh, let me check. Yeah, I don't know if I got big enough balls for that one. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so yeah, for now Bruno is in, but he could very easily become like a son next week. Who knows, right? With the next selection being my final starting forward, and it's Sir Patrick Bamford. He's actually scored more FBL points than Calvert-Lewin, even while scoring one less total goal. Wowza. <laughs> Still recording? Yeah, okay. But I, like many, have pretty much disregarded him all season, as not only has he scored seven goals, but he's also missed the most amount of big chances as well. Says it all with him, really. With this season, bit of a weird one so far for him. Where takeaway is hat-trick against Villa, and he's only scored one goal in his last four games. But then he did score that hat-trick, and the three games before that, he scored in each one of them. So uh, he's not done too bad at all. And actually, the only teams he didn't score against were Man City, Wolves, and Leicester. The teams with the joint best defences in the league right now. So, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you aren't really expecting too many goals against them, you so you may not rate him as a finisher. So you may not rate him as a finisher. Because I don't half the time. <laughs> but leads play with such intensity and energy. They create so many chances for everyone. That I feel like the goals will just... That I feel like the goals will just keep dripping in, you know? Where he plays... Where he does play teams like Arsenal, Everton, West Ham and... Where he plays teams like Arsenal, Everton, West Ham, and Newcastle soon. All teams that might win against Leeds, but not might but might not keep a clean sheet against them. Which is something which is something we forget sometimes in FBL when looking at the fixtures. Like, if you lose, it doesn't mean you can't score, which is definitely the case with Leeds this season. Where you know Liverpool have conceded the third most amount of goals out of everyone, but have won five out of their eight games. And you know, Salah and Mane have been scoring in all of them, but they still but they can, but they still concede all the goals. So, it, so even if Leeds don't get the results in all of these next games, I still think Patrick's start, 
I still think Patrick Starr here can just drip feed in all of those points and and just bring a bit and just bring a bit of consistency to the team. You know, I love players with a bit of consistency in FPL. With then the final big decision of the final player and the final defender. We're actually before who I we're actually before we're actually before I reveal who I've gone for right now, I'm going to tell you my bench, which actually does contain two starting players right now. In James Justin and Vladimir Tufol, which I, I think I think that pronunciation is right. Now let me know. <laughs> this is because they both have great fixtures, and I kind of have chosen two rotation wrist defenders anyway. Yeah. Okay, I'll be in ten minutes. And I kind of have chosen two rotation wrist defenders anyway, but also none of the defenders, but then but also none of the defenders are too too expensive that I feel bad for benching. Well, you know, if you have like a Trento and a Robertson, it really feels illegal to leave them on your bench. But a James Justin, yeah, that's completely fine. But the final starting defender I currently have is Hector Bellerin. Yeah, an Arsenal defender. That's right. I am that crazy. <laughs> But what he produces is actually, but from what he produces and his, but what he produces and his cost, he's actually quite damn good, incredible value if you ask me. But he's now only 5.1 million and is actually in the top 10, and is actually currently in the top 10 highest scoring defenders out of anyone. Which also, which also included him, which also included him playing some quite hard fixtures, playing the likes of Man City, the Liverpool, the Leicester, and even the Man United, all of the hard ones. So now, a, so now, a very attacking wing-back, one of the most attacking wing-backs in the league, who also gets 90 minutes every game, who's also got some nice fixtures, who's also got some pretty nice fixtures in there, playing Burnley and Brighton, and also West Brom soon, who I also don't mind leaving on the bench every now and again. I feel like he's actually the perfect fit for me right now. So you may, in fact, look at these defenders, this row of defense, and be like, nah, just nah. <laughs> there's no, there's literally no guarantee in there. There's no safety. And it, and it, and it could, and it could actually be in just a couple of weeks where, you know, some of these end up not even being first choice. And then I might have to make some, and I might have to make some early transfers. And to that, yeah, you know, I kind of agree. <laughs> but I feel like at least three of them will start and play. So enough to field the defence. But also, but also, they are all options I can rely on. But also not too, but also, but also, but also might not be punished too much for benching them as well. And yeah, that benching would give me a headache every week. And uh, more often than not, I probably will choose the wrong set of defenders. But... What would you rather write now? Constantly having constantly having points on your bench and your players doing well enough. 
who you could now, who you could also just start the week after if they are doing really really well, or have a really weak bench, or have a really really weak bench, and when all of these players are out, you know, even more players are out more than ever right now, then your team then your team is just a bit fluked, isn't it? So I so I myself really want a girthy and a depthy squad right now, which is what I've gone for. But then also remember, uh, I don't have to keep them forever, you know. <laughs> If eventually I make like a Bruno or a Sun, I could I could just upgrade one of them and have someone that, you know, guaranteed to play or whatever, you know? Whatever I fancy. Oh, and also the final player on my bench to finish the team is Arian Blue Star. Who yeah, I know did just pick up an injury, but he's the own but he's the starting cheapen but he's the cheapest starting player forward, who you never know could actually do quite later on in the season, and you know, is for the long run anyway. And that is it. And that is it for now. A lot of chitty, a lot, bloody a lot of chitty chatter going on here, isn't it? Uh, maybe a bit too long for some of y'all. You know what? It's a bit too long for me as well. But I wanted to properly discuss and properly chinwag with all of my decision making and why I choose the players I do and how I structure my wildcard. Because, you know, that might help you. And also convinces me myself that I actually want the players. You'd be surprised if you have to try and tell somebody why you're choosing a player. You then realise either you really like that player or you're like, yeah, you know what? He's not actually the best of options, is he? <laughs> but again, but again, remember, this is not a final wildcard. This is my updated wildcard draft, which you never know could completely change next week. And, you know, like one hour before the deadline, I could end up having like a front three of Kane, Werner and Vardy. And, you know, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> but this is my current wildcard setup. Where I do have enough money for it all around. And I think I got a little bit spare as well. Because I got quite a bit of money invested in some of these. But that is it for today. Thanks for watching this glorious high quality uh, out of breath video. And remember. Hey.